0: Welcome to Gear Vlogs Automotive Podcast, a hybrid call-in talk show where you, the viewer or listener of the Gear Vlogs YouTube channel, can tune in and listen to the latest in automotive news and happenings within the automotive space. I'm Mario Gear. Want to be a part of the show? It's easy. Just call our show, Voicemail Hotline, at 805-419-5129, any time of the day of the week, before the following Thursday, and leave a message or... Please follow us on the Clubhouse app. Become a member of the Gear Vlogs Gearheads Club on Clubhouse and raise your hand to come on stage and be a part of the community when we go live, for most nights starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. So sit back, relax, and crack open the cold one. Biden invokes Cold War powers to boost EV battery production. The Biden administration announced it will invoke Cold War powers to boost domestic production of materials for batteries needed to power electric vehicles and the transition to renewable energy, a move intended to improve U.S. competitiveness in a market dominated by China. The decision adds lithium, nickel, cobalt, graphite, and magnesium or manganese to a list of items covered by the 1950s Defense Production Act. It's the same authority used by former President Donald Trump to spur mask production during the pan-pandemic and Harry Truman to make steel for the Korean War. This could help mining companies access $750 million under the Defense Production Act. Title Three fund. A senior administra- administration official said industry support by large capacity batteries including transportation and the power sector account for more than half of the U.S. carbon emissions. The move illust- also illustrates the tightrope President Joe Biden walks on this issue. On one hand, climate change activists, environmentalists, and Indigenous groups oppose many mining projects due to the impact on water supply and nearby communities. On the other, the U.S. would need a colossal increase in domestic mining projects to begin providing even a fraction of the metals and materials that will be needed to supply the oncoming wave of electric vehicle production. The clean energy transition cannot be built On dirty mining, Laura Pagel, the policy director of the environmental group Earthworks, said in a statement, Earthworks strongly opposes the employment of the Defense Production Act to bolster mining because it adds to the generalization trauma experienced by mining affected communities, particularly indigenous communities. Invoking the act provided key funding for existing operations, productivity and safety upgrades, and feasibility studies, but it wouldn't give the mining industry a tool it's been clamoring for an expedited process to dig ore out of the ground. Mining industry groups argue that it takes 7 to 10 years to get a mine up and running in the U.S., compared to about two to three years in near-neighboring Canada, according to a National Mining Association. Meanwhile, the Senate Energy Committee, whose chairman is West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin, convened a hearing Thursday on producing critical materials domestically. Manchin repeatedly repeated his views that the reliance on foreign countries for materials needed for electric vehicles is the reason why he wants to give equal treatment to boosting hydrogen vehicles. He has also suggested using the Defense Production Act to accelerate final approval of a natural gas pipeline from West Virginia to Virginia. Manchin and Alaskan Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski have both backed using the act to boost production of these materials in hallway interviews with reporters at the Capitol this week. Lithium America Corp., which runs a project in Nevada, rose 4.5% on Thursday, while shares of the MP Materials Corp., the sole U.S. company that produces rare earth metals needed for electric vehicles, rose 3.4% in New York trading updates with earthworks comments in fifth paragraph share prices and final one more related so there you have it. what do you guys think that uh this is a good thing bad thing it's personally i think it's you know i get it we need you know clean air you know for the environment and everything but i think they're rushing this too soon and we don't have the infrastructure quite set up yet And it also goes back to, you could argue about the carbon footprint of what's it take to get those raw materials to produce the EV vehicles. And then we're not even even touching on recycling of the batteries when they're at their end of service life. So what are we going to do with all these EV batteries in these vehicles that uh, are term out on their uh, life cycle of the batteries? So comment down below what you guys think. Mini USA and the Mini John Cooper Works race team kicked off the SRO-TC American Series with a strong weekend at Sonoma. Mini USA and the Mini John Cooper Works team came out of the gates at full speed for the 2022 SRO-TC America Series kicked off weekend at Sonoma Raceway in Sonoma, California with Clay Williams piloting the number 60 Mini JCW to two podium finishes on the weekend. Williams showed his endurance and patience after failing to back of the pack in lap one of race one to work his way back through the competition to take third place. Race two found Williams continuing to hold his own in a competitive field that included teams represented by Honda, Hyundai, Subaru, and BMW. Williams put pressure on the race leader for almost the entire race, holding on to the second-place finish. Quote, We could not have asked for a better start to the season, said Lewis Pedro Cap- Carpi, team owner of LAP Motorsports. This team has a long season ahead, but... They showed this weekend they have that mini underdog spirit and are ready to fight for the championship. The Brownsburg India in India IND based LAP motorsports team, which operates the mini JCW team, fielded two other cars in the touring car or TC class this weekend with Christian. Pedro Carpi in the number sixty-one mini JCW and newcomer PJ Ronick in the number sixty-two mini JCW. Both drivers performed well and demonstrated the young talented this team has in the paddocks. This weekend, Mini USA brought forward seven qualified mini dealer. Technicians to work alongside the LAP Motorsports team during practice, qualifying in race days as part of the Mini Technician Race Crew Program. The seven dealer technicians were from the Western Region, Seattle Mini, Mini of Portland, Creaver Mini, and South Bay Mini, and supported the team for the entire weekend at Sonoma. The race team relies on the skills and knowledge of the technicians that work day to day on mini to bring the expertise to the track. The 2022 SRO TC America schedules April 15th through the 17th at Sonoma Raceway, which is completed. Following race will be May 20th through the 22nd at Ozark International Raceway, followed by June 17th through the 19th at Virginia International Raceway. July 22nd through the 24th will be at Watson Glen International August 19th through the 21st at Road America, September 23rd through the 25th at Sebring International Raceway, and October 7th through the 9th at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So, there you go. Cabo 00, uh, what do you think? Toyota invests $383 million in U.S. production. Engine Casting investments across four U.S. states further vehicle electrification efforts. Advancing the company's commitment to vehicle electrification, Toyota will invest $383 million in four of its U.S. manufacturing plants that build the heart of the new Toyota and Lexus vehicles. The new investment supports the production of four cylinder engines, including options for hybrid electric vehicles at its Alabama, Kentucky, Missouri and Tennessee plants. Quote, Toyota customers want vehicles that are fuel efficient and electrified, said Norm Bafuno, Senior Vice President, Unit Manufacturing and Engineering Toyota. These investments allow us to meet customers' needs and quickly respond to evolving markets. We are committed to investing in the U.S and our teams are ready to take on this new challenge. Toyota, Alabama, Huntsville, Alabama, $222 million. Toyota, Alabama will create a new four-cylinder production line with the capacity to produce engines for both combustion and hybrid electric powertrains. Additionally, the facility will expand its footprint by 114,000 square feet, which makes the plants Sixth building expansion since 2003. Toyota Alabama has the capacity to build 900,000 engines annually and represents a nearly $1.5 billion investment. Toyota Kentucky, Georgetown, Kentucky, $60 million. Toyota Kentucky is expanding flexibility of it, the four-cylinder engine line announced last fall, which will better position the plant to meet customer demand. The plant's powertrain facility can produce up to 600,000 units annually. Toyota Kentucky Kentucky is the company's largest plant globally, producing seven Toyota and Lexus models, as well as four-cylinder and six-cylinder powertrains. Overall, the plant represents an $8.5 billion investment. Toyota Missouri, Troy, Missouri, $109 million. Toyota, Missouri's investment provided new equipment to build four-cylinder engine heads on three production lines. The plant has the capacity to build more than three billion cylinder heads annually and represents a $564 million investment. Toyota, Tennessee, Jackson, Tennessee, $36 million. Toyota, Tennessee will update equipment to build new four-cylinder engine blocks. The plant has the capacity to produce more than 2 million engine blocks annually and represents a $425 million investment. Toyota's commitment to the U.S. Last year, Toyota announced new investments totaling $5.1 billion into the U.S. manufacturing operation to support electrification efforts, demonstrating its commitment to build where it sells and supporting local communities. Toyota's U.S. plant produce half of the vehicles it sells in the U.S., and its North American assembly facilities produce more than three-quarters, or 76% of the vehicles it sells in the U.S. In addition to the improvements to its manufacturing facilities, the company is investing in the workforce of the future. Toyota recently announced Driving Possibilities, a $110 million initiative to support pre-K through 12 education and beyond. The goal of the initiative is to improve communities and get young people excited and prepared for the job market. Props to uh, Toyota for this one. So, what do you guys think? You think it's a good thing? Bad thing? That at least uh, jobs are being created here in the U.S. and not being farmed out overseas? So, some jobs are still uh, are coming back or staying here in the U.S.? Comment down below. Super Subaru announces pricing on 2023 BRZ sports car. Second generation lightweight handling sports car. 2.4 liter Subaru boxer engine. Subaru EyeSight driving assist technology available. Standard Subaru Starlink 8-inch multimedia system. Starting at $28,595. Subaru of America today announced... Pricing of the 2023 BRZ rear-wheel drive sports car with a powerful 2.4-liter Subaru Boxer engine. Precision handling and refined design, the 2023 BRZ arrives at Subaru retailers this summer. The 2023 BRZ is powered by a 2.4-liter naturally aspirated 228-horsepower Subaru Boxer engine paired with a 6-speed close-ratio manual transmission or a 6-speed electric direct-controlled automatic transmission. For 2023, the BRZ is offered in two trim levels, premium and limited, and has a starting price of $28,595. The list of standard features include torsion limited slip differential, keyless access with push-button start, LED headlights, low and high beam with automatic height adjustment, Vehicle stability control with track mode, 17 inch alloy wheels in dark gray finish, dual zone automatic climate control, incline start assist, power fueled power fuel door lock, power windows with auto up and down and pinch protection, rear center console, storage box with dual USB input and charging ports, and auxiliary input jack variable intermittent windshield wipers with speed sensing, missed feature, and welcome light lighting. The tire pressure monitoring system allows two sets of wheels to be ID'd registered. This enables the owner to conveniently switch to seasonal tires mounted on a second set of wheels instead of changing the tires on the original wheels. Standard active sound control enhances engine sound within the cabin for a more engaging driving experience. The cockpit in the sports car puts focuses on the driver while not sacrificing passenger comfort. The clean and initiative layout makes instruments and controls easily visible and accessible. Designed to resemble... Subaru's iconic boxer engine, the 7-inch digital instrument panel displays the tachometer's front and center with vehicle information on each side. Plugging the tachometer on the left, a programmable meter can be can display amps, coolant, temperature, and lateral Gs. When track mode is selected, the tachometer switches from a traditional circular form to a linear graph with color display. Inside the cabin is wrapped in black upholstery with contrasting red stitching on the front seat bolsters, leather-wrapped steering wheel, shifter boot, and parking brake brake boot. Performance design front seats with height-adjustable headrests or head restraints are also standard. Front seats on limited trim are upholstered in ultra-suede with red leather accents, and feature dual-mode seat heater controls. The leather-wrapped steering wheel integrate control switches for audio, cruise control, and Bluetooth. Brand new noob, buck like material enhances the instrument panel, visor, and door trim. While its primary mission is connecting the driver to the road, the 2023 BRZ also connects occupants to the digital world With the Subaru Starlink 8 inch multimedia plus infotainment system. Standard for the premium and limited trim levels, the system features an integrated center information display that includes smartphone integration with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, Bluetooth hands free phone connectivity and audio streaming, rear vision camera and Sirius XM services. The BRZ continues to offer a standard precision shifting six-speed manual transmission available in both trim levels is the performance-tuned six-speed electronic direct control automatic transmission with new adaptive control and steering wheel paddle shift control switches. The BRZ models equipped with the automatic transmission featured the award-winning Subaru Eyesight driver assist technology. The system includes an adaptive cruise control, pre-collision braking system, lane departure and sway warning, and lead vehicle start alert. The automatic transmission option also adds high beam assist to both trim levels. The 2023 BRZ Premium with optional automatic transmission is priced at $30,095. With a starting price of $31,095, the 2023 BRZ Limited adds 18-inch alloy wheels in matte gray finish, Michelin Pilot Sport, four summer tires, heated exterior power mirrors, upgraded audio system that includes a two-channel amplifier and two additional speakers. Blind spot detection with lane keep assist and rear cross traffic alert. Steering response of headlights and Starlink safety and security. 2023 BRZ Limited with optional automatic transmission is priced at $32,795. This option adds reverse automatic braking and eyesight driver assist technology. So there we have it. Links to this article and everything else will be in the uh, show notes. So comment down below. What do you think? you think uh, Subaru is going to hit it out in the park with this uh, second generation of uh, BRZ? Or eh? Comment down below. What you guys think?